What is up, everybody? James here to quickly introduce this very special episode of the ATP. For the first time in nearly four years of doing the show, you had all three co-hosts in one location, and that is parking lot N of M&T Bank Stadium to record some content during the tailgate. Some of it's kind of off the rails. Some of it is uh, not the most polished, but we had a ton of fun at the match and recording afterwards. So we hope you enjoy it. Just to give a quick rundown for the first few minutes, we had the wild card that is Aaron Free join us. Uh, he is now being dubbed L Bucket as the ITK of the Everton fan base. We had him on for a few minutes. We then had Christian Polanco from the Cooligans, friend of the show and friend of ours, who was just so gracious and so awesome to hang out with. And then we had post-match three different segments. We had Derek Bean, we had Nick Weinstein, and we had the legendary Sean Kahn. I'm back home in Maine now, but I just want to say it was an absolutely phenomenal weekend. Incredible to see all the Evertonians together. And I got to give a huge shout out to my man, Ryan Williams, for being so gracious as to let myself and my girlfriend into his home, as well as Sean Kahn, which you'll see on the show. So Ryan is the real MVP. I think we all had an amazing weekend. It was great to have the three of us all together sitting in the parking lot recording. Again, not the most polished by any means, but I hope that you can enjoy it and sort of live vicariously through us if you weren't able to make it, or if you were, hope you enjoy it regardless. And just a quick reminder, before we get started, if you enjoy the show, we would love to have you subscribe and give us a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. As you will notice, the three guys who we had on post-match are all longtime contributors. All of them are all in the Discord, so join our Discord as well, invite.gg slash ATP, and you can find all of our social links in the description or at linktr.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. Without further delay, very Pleased to present the American Toffee Podcast live from the Charm City match in Baltimore, Maryland. Up the Toffees. This is the American Toffee Podcast, your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by... Alex Johnson, James Boyman, and Ryan Williams. All right, we're we're literally recording. So we're literally recording. I mean, I don't know what we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. This is welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast. James here. With Alex Johnson, the Podfather himself, we Let's are go. live from Lot N M&T Bank Stadium, Everton preseason against Arsenal. We are just under two hours to kick off, and we're recording in a parking lot. Alex, how's it feel? We're we're in person. First time we've recorded in person. First time. Well, Ryan's not here. Ryan, two and a half years. We're we're trying to find Ryan. But that's been, not the point. Since prior to COVID, when we were recording <laughs> in our Airbnb in London after the Chelsea match, dude, that the was the first time we've been together. And that was a really sad recording too, wasn't it? Yeah, we got that our, was that was the, that was the uh, the four nil in which Sidibe didn't even look like a real footballer, right? Yes, yes, uh, as I recall. So we're here. We got a good little crowd around us. You know, people. It's, it's been a great day so far, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, we're we're meeting uh, many Texas Evertonians. Caught up with the Richmond guys. That was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, the Baltimore Toffees. We both copped a scarf, so that was good. Yep. We saw, you know, we saw Toffee TV do a little bit of a. A live Q and A session earlier, meeting a lot of Discord members, which is a lot of uh, a lot of fun and really exciting. Because that's kind of obviously what we do it for. So, 
It's good to be out here in Baltimore. It's good to be uh, linking up with the boys. I've seen already, I think it's the South North Carolina, the Carolina Toffees over there. We've got the blue flares out in abundance. So, um, I mean, it's awesome. It's just a great vibe all around. We've got our whole little setup here again. Ryan is ghosting us. He's too cool. He wandered off. I think so. There's we're, we're literally right across the street from the game day firehouse. Supposedly Leon Osmond is speaking, um, but we uh, we see Aaron. Uh, he's coming over. Yeah, I, I was I was hoping Ryan would have the stats on the. Uh, the this is the your chance for lot N. I don't know if this is the right Uh-oh. mic. What's up? Uh oh. Hey guys, How what are we talking about? Introduce yourself. Impromptu hey, guest. I'm Adam Free, Bozy Toffitas. How's it going? How you doing? <laughs> I heard he's the new ITK. He's yes. <laughs> who is hey, the next signing? Who can Bobble we expect? Bobble who? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of her. It's the bucket these days. He's got a bucket hat on. He's the new uh, ITK. So what do we is think? This li- is this actually live? We're just recording. It's Alex. it's not. It's, it's we're recording, but it's uh, we're not like streaming live anywhere. We're just. This is more of a test than anything else. We're just seeing okay. if it works. But can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah. You're coming yeah. through, man. This is. You're on the ATP. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we need. We need some of your wisdom, though. What's going on in the transfer market? Oh, so what do you want uh, to go on in so the transfer market? Uh, the Maxwell Corny. I got it in the ear from my source. Um, it's false. We have signed a five-year deal with Walls, <laughs> who make Cornettos. So the Cornettos <laughs> are going to be sold at. Um, they're going to be sold at Goodison and Bramley Moor for the next five years. So the Maxwell Corney is, is That's false. off. It, it's, a, it's just a complete mix-up. Hey, Juan Roman Riquelme is so close <laughs> to signing. He's so close. <laughs> he's like, he's like this close to signing. Yarmolenko who? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Aaron's been uh we he he was kind enough to buy Ryan and I a shot last <laughs> night and I think he I don't think he stopped drinking since. Dang, no. I missed out. Hey, he not. owes me one today. <laughs> oh, he will. Don't Alex know. is asking for it. What do we got? Introduce yourself. Hello, this is Aaron as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Another Aaron. Are you actually Aaron's both Aaron? We've got two I, uh, Aaron's. Yeah, I met this fella today. He's got really good transfer advice. Like honestly, <laughs> he's very in the know. So. So you, you know. think Raquel May's coming? He's coming, mate. Like without a doubt, like whatever he <laughs> says is is the truth. Like, How do you I don't feel? Know if I'm allowed to swear on here or not, but it's the truth. Is Axel Witzel? Okay. Uh, Axel Witzel. Witzel's coming too. Yeah, Witzel's yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> I actually heard some rumors that Ibrahimovic was coming. Ronaldo. Nah, Ronaldo didn't want it because he thought we were too big for him. So we, we do need, we do need a backup for Dominic Cavalier. Yeah. I said we need a backup for Dominic Cavalier. But seriously, what are we talking? <laughs> MGW. Are we in or what? Do you reckon he's in? I don't like the fee. I, I you don't like him. I don't like the fee. I like him. I like him quite I a bit. I think he's actually. good. Too much? I don't like twenty-five. I don't Maybe like twenty-five. Think about this: is the nowadays just you know common fees? Like everyone just pays stupid amounts for nobody. It, it's it's like That's it's like standard. it's like Inflation. in life when I used to get pissed off that I've spent more than ten dollars on a meal. Yeah. And now I go to McDonald's. 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 I, spend, McDonald's. I, I spend ten dollars on a meal at freaking McDonald's. And then I realize that they want 25 for Morgan Gibbs White. Yeah, but I like him. I, I, like I think him. we'll get it over the line. I mean, I I'm, not gonna chat, I'm not going to stand there and talk about like I know him as a great player. I've looked at like his 50 minutes of highlights, so clearly I've only seen the best of him. But he looks all right. He can I produce agree. some stuff. Shoot, I looked at the seven-minute highlights and I okay, thought he was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's what it's all about, He can man. produce some stuff, to be fair. I've like done research, trust me. Yeah, well, you know, decent. if we had Ryan here, he'd be able to give us the actual yeah, information. <laughs> he's, uh, he, 
Is he on I a can't, bench? I can't swear. Yeah, I he's think got he went the in. ball retention Ryan. percentage. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Toffee Podcast. We are here at MT Bank Stadium, parking lot N. We got blue smoke flares going off in the background. We got Ryan and Alex and our special guests for this segment. We got Christian Polanco from the Cooligans. Thanks for joining us, brother. What's good? It is uh it's lovely to inhale this blue smoke. <laughs> it feels <laughs> good, right? Feels good in my lungs. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> So uh, we saw Christian last night at the welcome event, but uh, get us caught up with what you've been up to today so far. Uh, today, we uh, so obviously my co-host is an Arsenal supporter, so we went to the Arsenal things, uh, and they've obviously they've been not as fun as the Everton things. Yes, shocker. <laughs> so, uh, but that's about it. Just uh, you know, uh, shaking hands, meeting people. It's 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 a great opportunity to just like. Not only just link up with fans, but uh, like a lot of people are fans of the show, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. you guys get the same thing. Obviously, people are fans of the show, uh, so it's just nice to meet meet listeners, you know. And we obviously saw you in Florida last year. Yeah, it's like, what do you think of the the difference between like last year and this year? I think it's on a different level. It feels. Yeah, like. the energy feels a little bit um, less terrified about COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's, that's, the, a, that's a good. That's point, the man. main yeah. uh, thing, but um, I mean, all these things are just. I, I, I think the most exciting part is getting to put faces to the Twitter accounts. Yes, dude, 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the discords. Yeah, there's a lot of people That's that... That's the most exciting thing. <laughs> but for Ryan specifically. But you get to, uh, you know, just link up with those people that you talk to all the time. Right. Uh, so it, it's nice to, like, be able to do that. So I, I, I love these things, man. It's uh, it, it's always great. For Ryan, it's like meeting up with his, like, harassers on Twitter. He's <laughs> a, I do look over my shoulder. <laughs> but you know what, though? It's funny to say that because, like... I, I think a lot of people would be surprised that every time there's an Everton event, who is there? You are there. I, I, he well, is there. I, I, try, I try my best. But no, but you've got a platform <laughs> that deals with the whole league and all sorts right, of right, different right. issues, right? So, like, what's that like? How do you tow that line? I mean, I, I think you do a really good job. And you finally, finally, why did it take so long to get an Everton player on the Cooligans, <laughs> man? Come on. That that was a great interview with Demari Grant. It was. was. I, but you know what? I think the main thing, especially for us, be, because we're stand-up comedians, that 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 work in soccer slash football it is when we show our faces and say like hey this is who we are this is what we do people are like oh okay they're not complete clowns <laughs> that have no <laughs> sense of professionalism yeah, like yeah. we're like oh no yeah we'll we'll make dick jokes <laughs> on the on the show <laughs> but like in person we'll be very polite and professional uh so we can turn that switch off but it's really important for us to show face uh, because for comedians to be in this space, especially to to work w in any fashion with a Premier League club, especially Premier League clubs are super cautious about yeah. what what they, what yeah. their players are involved in. They don't want terrible uh, uh, articles written about them because the English media are monsters. Yes, they, uh, and they, and they'll like we interview, interviewed Damari Gray. The Liverpool Echo picked up the interview, wrote up an article about it. Damari Gray, we, we're joking because he, in, in the documentary that we made, he scored against Arsenal. And Alexis was making jokes like, please don't score against us again. And yeah, yeah. Damari, as a joke, goes, no, don't, I'm going to try to hurt Arsenal next time I play them. <laughs> the headline of this article is, Damari Gray no. promises to hurt Arsenal. <laughs> no. And it's like, all right, he was clearly joking. Yeah, it was yeah. some good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. great. Man. I love <laughs> it was, that segment. It was nobody would take it seriously if they heard it. But it's that. But the media is the media in England. So, well, how do you do that though? Because you guys have, kind of have a lighthearted show, and like it's supposed to be fun. Like you guys clearly enjoy it, and, you're, and you have fun on the 
show. Uh, like, the English are not into having fun. Yeah. There's, 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 <laughs> different <laughs> sense of humor, bro. Yeah, I'm into that. Sarcasm. And the echo are here, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Joe Thomas, he didn't hear on, that. Get him on the show. There it is. Answer right. for <laughs> your crime. I'm going to get trouble for calling out Joe. Hey, you Joe can't say that. He's a really nice guy. I really enjoy talking really to him. really nice for the Echo. We have no problems with Liverpool Echo. Neither does Christian. Right. <laughs> well, this is why I think the, the American perspective of Premier League football is that we can be a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. We can joke around a little bit and not take it so seriously. And that's why I think when we meet English fans that come out here, they're like, why are you guys so nice? They like they don't understand right, why we're so right. nice and polite, and yeah. how Arsenal supporters and and Everton supporters can be at the same pub and and hang out. So it's like very very foreign to them, and I think it's a nice break from the seriousness of, of the game that they have back at home. Yeah, no, I mean I tell you, like we were walking down the street in Baltimore, and I had like I, I was getting cat called from the street as people were like honking their horns. And yeah. I was like, yeah, let's go Everton, right. and I was trying to explain to my fiance like. This is a feeling I do not get ever. <laughs> I was like, I've worn my kit so many times over the last decade, and no one comments on it. And if they do, they just give me shit. Right. So I was like, you don't get it. We're comrades in pain. Like, there's right. a different bond for following Everton here in the States, I, and that's what it is. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, even I've been hanging out uh, with uh, Alexis and going to some Arsenal bars and stuff, and it's a different feeling. I, don't, I can't explain exactly what it is, but there's a – when our two Arsenal fans see each other, and it's like, you know, they, they give a head nod. So, so oh, you bought this kit because it's sick, bro. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> but when two Everton fans see each other, it is there is a, 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 a an already unspoken bond that we that we know that we've experienced, and it's 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 a beautiful thing to see. Hey, the most beautiful thing to see. <laughs> We got Aaron back on the mic. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> it is, man. I mean, you know, after the last season we all had as Evertonians coming down to the wire to then, you know, get together without the fear of COVID, like you said, man, yeah. like these events are everything. And just meeting people who either support your show, support our show, or just we all have this common bond of loving Everton. It's like, it's really, it's just a special thing. I 100% agreed. Yeah, this is um, the, and just like you said, after the year that we've had, this feels a little bit different. This feels a little bit just like coming back home from war. Yeah, We have 200 smoke bombs in the States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? I, I, Patty told me that specifically. I swear to God, I will cite him. No, I feel it, like it's like the beginning of Peaky Blinders, you know? Like, <laughs> back, you know? Tommy. But it, it feels Christian here. I, I feel like this year is going to be. I don't know. I, I don't know what will be different exactly about the results, but I feel like the that experience that we just went through helped everyone come to terms exactly with how much they care about this club. So yeah. you're optimistic. I am are optimistic. You? It's hard to not be sixteenth. True. Are you normally optimistic as a person? You strike me as that you are. I yeah, I am optimistic as a person. I would say the beginning, the preseason for every Premier League club is usually delusional yes in like 100 percent. we got it i mean you could be norwich and you'll be like we got this we're winning <laughs> um so I, I i have some of that delusion but i do know we got to replace obviously players like richarlison and we still need to make some key signings and stuff like that so that's with the the, the squad as it is right now my optimism could be a little bit higher that's <laughs> yeah, yeah no i think that makes two of us right <laughs> or four of us yeah I, I i definitely some holes to fill but then you know look we're all here. It's it's hard not to just feel like a new beginning, kind of with all the fans and everything. So I know there's a lot of work to do. And hopefully, we'll 
see some signings by the time the boys are back across the pond. But for now, we'll, we'll work with what we got, and hopefully we can just get a win against Arsenal tonight, yeah. and you don't have to uh, <laughs> deal with anything from Alexis. Exactly. That's why. That's really the whole purpose of this game. That's why I specifically asked Damari, please, just do this for me so I don't have to deal with my annoying <laughs> co-host. So, all right, so what's going on with the Cooligans right now, man? I want to, like, hear about it. We'll put sure. it out on the pod. People want to know, man. Yeah, real, I mean, we are... Um, new year, so new we season. Just, yeah, we, we just uh, signed with um, uh, the Meadowlock Media, so that's uh, Levitard and Friends. We're on nice. The, uh, so we're working with Dan Levitard. And uh, it's been cool to, uh, you know, uh, Levitard also worked, like Grant Wall works for uh, uh, Levitard. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Chris Whittingham. Uh, so it's nice to be uh, working with, like, like-minded people and then who are really supportive and they, like, believe in what we do. Grant Wall has become a friend and, and awesome. advice and, and, and is, uh, that stuff is, like, really helpful. But it's also really cool to just work with a bunch of people that, like, just believe in what we're doing yeah. and they you know they have a, a big audience not all of their audience love soccer so we're like hopefully this will be a, a decent introduction where like two guys who are funny about the game right. uh, can introduce them to it so that's it man we're just doing the work i mean we, we're gonna do the the we're gonna cover the world cup uh daily uh for on, on the levitard and friends network and uh and that's her that's yeah that's my six month dude plan <laughs> you look excited that's I awesome I'm I know, a, that's absolute stuff. yeah he yeah. was shaking in his seat yeah yeah in, <laughs> his, I mean, in this soccer chair right here he's eh? ready to pounce <laughs> i mean you know? i think for you guys like to be on a network where you're kind of getting exposed to a, a different audience but you do your style is so accessible because it's like comedy introduce people like it you know our show's a little different where we're more like analytical about stuff but we still have fun but someone like you like go to your show to learn yeah that's what i do Uh (laughs) he said he said he loves ryan's stats break out the textbook bro does he i don't think we need any more encouragement i gotta walk around here (laughs) no one's taking a shot at me yet i'm pretty happy (laughs) well christian we really appreciate your time man and check out uh if you haven't checked out the cool against first they did an amazing documentary for their trip over Last season, the Damari Gray screamer to beat Arsenal at Goodison. Yeah, dude. You guys just had an interview with Damari Gray that came out, so check that out as well. And I believe you got another interview with uh, none other than Tom Davies coming out shortly. Coming soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, really fun. I'm I'm, I'm glad that... we, I, I was telling Alex, but I'm glad I just have a job and I can do this. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, I mean, you are a true blue man. Yeah, like yeah, every yeah. time we look, we're like, God, Christian's here at this event. Are you kidding me? It's What's awesome, up, man? Yeah, I'm just trying to keep up with you guys. I mean, p- people can spot a phony real quick. So yeah, it's <laughs> true. <right>. Especially <laughs> trying to be. Hey, it's man, hard it, to be a phony and be an Everton fan. Yeah, yeah that's that. facts. Yeah. Like if you made it through the last season, you're a real one. Right, like, you're right. ride or die. Fake. While I while I was in Liverpool, most of the people when they saw I was wearing an Everton kit heard my accent. The first question was, why, why did you do this to yourself? Yes, yeah, yes. It is it's just on brand. We got the same thing. <laughs> it's all the cab drivers. They're incredible. like, wait, what? what? You're going to Goodison Park? You're not yeah. going to Anfield? It's like, yeah, literally. Well, they got to vet you. They got to vet you. Yeah. And uh, that's, a, that's a true toffee. Uh, when it garnishes respect. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it feels good. Well, thanks, Christian. We'll let you go. We'll get back to uh, the tailgate here. It's been a blast. Thanks for coming on. Thank Appreciate you, your time, brother. Cheers. I love your show. Cheers. Thanks, Keep it up. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the post game. Welcome to the post game, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast. Following Everton's thrilling, enthralling two 0 loss to Arsenal at MNT Bank Stadium. Goals from Bukayo Saka and Gabriel Jesus were enough to put the Toffees in the grave. We've got Alex Ryan and first of our many special guests, Derek Bean, in the house. How you doing, Derek? 
Uh, I'm I'm doing okay given the circumstances. Thank you very much. Long time uh, contributor to the show. Literally one of the longest, one of the longest, one of the OGs. Seriously, before from the show me, before me. Literally before, before you. Before you, like I, way before you, Ryan, dude. I, I think I found them as James was joining. I I, I I thought about doing something on my own in Houston, and, and this has turned into much better than anything I could have done. So that's something More power we'll to talk you. about later. So I've spent a lot of time in Houston, so I'm really happy you're here, though. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, uh, it's amazing how many people have come from all sorts of places, just like last year. And look, okay, yeah, it was two and a loss, big deal, but we had a great time, did we not? I had a great time. Derek, give us your uh, your thoughts on. Let's 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 try to keep it positive. We can talk about the match, but I guess the day as a whole. You got a guy literally reversing his car directly behind you. We're so we're in a parking lot. He's gonna get run over. So so what what did you make of the events, the pageantry of the day, and then you know the actual match, which. Yeah, so the, it was a very interesting day for me. The last time I was supposed to see Everton in person was the COVID shutdown weekend. I was I was across the pond for the derby, and so I've definitely felt like I had something missing since then. So showing up to the firehouse and seeing just the immense amount of blue jerseys was awesome for me, um, something that hasn't been replicated since uh, Goodison to it. Once it started... It felt like, okay, the game plan is for us to play in our back half again. Um, and and I, I did ask Alex this at the half. I was like, I'm going to need Ryan to tell me when we're playing a back five, when it's technically back three with wing backs. I don't know. But it, that, that just formula never seems to work, and it, and, and it cracked again. I, you know, being where we were, what's nice about this opportunity stateside is that we, we get to see them up and close that we, we don't from the view of our couches on ABC. And there was a lot of communication on the team that maybe hints at, you know, there's a lot of people coming back from injuries, roster changes, what have you, that there's some communication issues. But it's the big my big thing was still seems like we have an issue moving the ball forward, getting it out of the back. It, it just doesn't seem like any time we play a back five, it ever works out for us. We, we feel like it's going to solidify us, and yet we always end up conceding one, maybe two. I thought we were going to give the classic Everton free uh, uh, set piece uh, at the right before the half. So as much as you can, I guess, analyze an exhibition game to it, it was glad. It was good to see some people back. Yeri Mina was, you know, having his way with Jesus for the most I part. That, on that there. was so good. Just <laughs> Yeri Mina from the first whistle, just absolute shit house. Just trolling Gabriel Jesus, throwing him down. It's a family we'll show. Out. We'll bleep it out. You can't say that. You can't say trolling. We'll bleep it out. Yeah, we can't <laughs> say trolling. It was great to see Yeri with the blonde, the blonde hair, and. Uh, so, Terrorizing Jesus. Well, well, look, I mean, your point is right. right? Yeah. But, I mean, would you rather have him try and play out of the back in preseason than. Totally. Hey, hey, Which hey. is. I was sold on Tarkowski playing out of the back. What do you have to say to that? <laughs> do you think he looked back playing out of the back today? What do you think? Tarkow- so, so, if we were to move to my second half points, Tarkowski is having none of it, which is <laughs> I absolutely love because uh, we need that. That's the thing we like about Yeri, but Yeri can only do that for a game and a half before his hamstring <laughs> will also have none of it on there. So. Facts. So Tarkowski, it seems like a great presence, and, and they definitely seem to have mixed the lineup first and second half of who will actually be the starters to it. So I don't, I don't want to, yeah, to your point, I do not want to overanalyze an exhibition first half to it, but it just seemed like this, this very similar to what we saw a lot of if we're giving up possession, we don't know how to move it forward. So when we were training on Thursday, that, was the, that whole group was the exact group, the three. 
you you had the first group was Mina, Godfrey, Godfrey, Godfried. Anyone has a problem with that? We're gonna have an issue. Uh, and uh, Holgate <laughs> on one side. Did you notice Mason? Ho- no, I'm not even. Gonna we say did. It. No, even, we uh, we noticed. Everyone was yelling me at this point. Hoofball Holgate. Right, and then and the second group was so they're playing a short sided game uh, on Thursday, uh, building out of the back in a three four three shape. And those are the partners. So in the next partnership was exactly what they came out with the second half. It was Tarkowski on the one side, which is strange. I, I thought maybe he might be in the middle, but I'm sure they figure, like, okay, if and when we're going to play that, Gary's going to play in the middle anyway. So, And it was and Reese, who's very young and uh, not, not very precise with the ball yet. He's just a kid. That's what you saw. And, yeah, I mean, I did it go well. And that I mean, second half was that second half was look okay okay but the first di- half okay, was okay all right all right but uh, let's let's focus on one thing yes how did Tarkowski look but he's because he might be the only guy out of that three right. that right. is gonna play building out of the back how did he look I think that's the real question yeah. right? you know you guys three I Defensively, mean he looked good. I, I, I look I think what about moving the ball though what do you guys think I, I, mean, I well I, I mean the second half was the most that we saw you know in the middle of the field or the, at right, least the attacking right, right. third. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, he definitely helped build a foundation of that moving forward to it. Yeah, I agree. I'd he agree looked okay, that. right? Yes. Alex, did he look okay? He did look okay. All right. and, 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 you know, I, I was talking to many people, like, off the air, you know, today, and I feel that, you know, Tarkowski, while maybe not, like, the most exciting, like, free, free agent signing, he is one that, like, improves our back line immensely – whether you like it or not, I mean, you know, and and he he previous to Burnley, whether you like it or not, and and he previous to Burnley, as we discussed, like you know, he he claims that he's pretty good out the back, uh, playing you know the ball to feet. So we'll see how that plays out for Everton, and I think he could be a big asset for us. And you know, we're we're at the point where, unfortunately, our expectations may not max our match our realistic, you know our realist expectations yeah if that makes sense so we we uh i I think he's a good pickup i think he's a a sensible signing and i think that he's gonna have a big impact being healthy this season well when i when i when he went down and was like stretching i was a little worried you know first game in an everton shirt how everton would that have been been healthy for like five years straight right to well, just be hurt damari damari gray grabbing his shoulder in that one moment just made you go can't have that I guess that's one positive to take from today. I don't know if you heard that, but like Anthony Gordon is number ten now, so like we don't have to worry about Damari Gray starting. Like, yeah, I'm not because um, if I say anything about it, <laughs> don't do it. Don't I, do I it. I had to be a sarcastic, Ryan. <laughs> I know. You I'm looking you straight in the eyes. Like, this I'm, is that. I'm very happy you haven't said one word, and that's all I care Alex about. And I talked about that. Felt like a little blindside on <laughs> that tweet on you, there, but yeah. you, okay, you, okay, okay. You okay. can't wrap even. me out right now, I'll Derek. Reel it in. I'll reel it in. I was not ne- necessarily nice about it. So, Derek, what I want to hear too is like. Uh, Okay, we are at the game. Atmosphere is great. Um, yeah, you know, we're trying stuff, right? I mean, so, you know, we should have some patience in preseason. But I think what's more important is just to hear from you, like, about what it's like. I mean, you're flying in here, right? I mean, you're not living in Baltimore. Pardon me. <laughs> pardon me, Baltimore people. Balmer, because we don't pronounce <laughs> these. We don't oh, pronounce no. these in, in, in Baltimore. And what it's like, you know, to kind of be around. I mean, I, I think it's kind of surreal. I'm kind of curious what your experience has been. I, so I, I've I've told people many times my experience at, at 
Goodison before. What is, do they say? Is something that I would put on par with a hundred thousand people, you know, at a and M game in college stage today. It it is on a level that is so much fun because you are surrounded by people that are all on the same page. When a player does something great, everyone sings that player's song. Yeah. When an opposing player skies it over the bar, everyone hey makes fun <laughs> of them to it. So so these events, I was I was definitely bummed out to not get to the Florida Cup since it was our only silverware we've won in, in my <laughs> fandom to it. This uh, trophy is that good. <laughs> Sadly, it really is. Yeah. Uh, but so getting to be here with it's it's one thing when you get to hop up on a Saturday morning, go down to your local pub, and watch with Premier League people because they're like, "Oh yeah, aren't we all up early? That's great. Let's Guinness, blah blah blah." <laughs> it's another thing when you're here with other people wearing the crest on their shirt with you that have commiserated with you over, uh, you know, recent events. Comrades to it. in pain. Comrades in pain to it. Um, so it, it is something that I. I was very glad that we were stateside again for a second time to it um, because it was incredible. I mean, I was just I was stoked on the warm up. You know, Pickford giving us the thumbs up. You know, from eleven rows deep. It's I mean, cool, it was, isn't it? I mean, it's it was like, so oh, awesome. Man, we're, they're here. Like, we're so we cool. Yeah. Travel across the ocean. Speaking of warm ups, those tops. Well, yeah, I what do we say? think? You, you said they were great. You tweeted us. Wait, which warm ups? You said the they slap. I believe. Was the but green? the ones they came out uh, with, kind of like the digital block of the gold. Oh yeah. Blue, he said they're great. Derek's well, like I said, as the kids say, they slap. He said they, they slap. I, at first glance, thought they were kind of ugly, to be honest. But By I the way, I you gotta, know who we should really ask? Who? Max. We should ask Max if they we slap. We will. So you say yay or nay? He's, oh, I say yay. I'm, I'm bummed they're not on Everton Direct already. So Yeah, go big, right? Go big or go home. They're warm-ups, for heaven's sakes. You're not wearing them on the... I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I like the uh, the boldness of them. I, I respect uh, Hummel really going for it. And that's definitely a positive to take, is uh, new merch, though none of it was on sale at the uh, stand. But, uh, Derek, we're going to try to get some more people in here. We yeah. really appreciate you, man, coming on. It's really great to meet you in person. Nah. Final words, though. Hey, yes. hey Derek, yeah. Derek, shout out where you're from. Uh, shout out HTX Toffees, Houston, uh, oh, no, Texas. No. Where oh. in Houston? Where are you representing, for real? The whole night. Uh... Yeah, we need I'm, to know your block, bro. I was about to say, I'm a little confused. The What's heights? your street address I mean, and your yeah, social yeah. security How number? specific are we getting over here? <laughs> no, nah, HDX Softies. Uh, we watch at the Phoenix uh, off of Westheimer on there, there uh, each morning to it. But, no, I do I do want to say this was an honor. Thank you, guys. Uh, I've been a big fan of the pod. Shouts out to my fast boys on there as well. But, uh, no, nah, this was a great experience. I'm very glad to have met y'all uh, and in, enjoy meeting other Toffees as well to it. So, uh, I appreciate it, and uh, we will see see you this season. Absolutely. Thanks, Derek. Great yeah. to have you on, man. Thanks, Great Derek. to meet you, brother. We're back, folks. We're with Nick Weinstein in the house. Nick, give us uh, the lowdown. Where are you from? Where are you flying from? You're Boston, right? Is that yeah. Right? Beantown? Um, so I'm, I live a little bit north of Boston. I've been up there. For about two years now, but went to college always in the from, area. Though, folks. Come I'm on, from man. Connecticut. I'm a Connecticut guy, so I'm, I'm a New okay. England guy. But I went to school in the Boston area. I'm back up there now. Um, drove down with two of my uh, high school friends who ne- both live in the Boston area as well. Evertonians, or are they just what happened so, here? Are they so Nick supporters? They're they're right Nick supporters. Okay. Um, my buddy in the in the Seamus Coleman is jersey is actually, as one would say, a mank. Um, he's a United uh, guy. 
But Poor guy. You know what? He's he's Irish. He wore the Coleman jersey with pride. I respect it. My other buddy Mike in the Hamas jersey, he's just kind of goes with the flow. So he's a, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a good guy to bring along. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said last night that a condition upon them showing up at tailgate today was that they were going to wear Everton kits. Yes, this is correct. Um, I brought I'd say I brought like 11 articles of Everton clothing down. Um, this trip actually worked perfectly because I have to go work in D.C. next week uh, at one of my other offices and just worked very well um, for a couple <laughs> days. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to pack like 11 articles of Everton clothing. They can have their pick um, and we'll go from there. But did you guys do like a fashion show before you walked out? So I, I did the send them a picture of everything I, in my apartment on, thir- on Thursday <laughs> before we drove down to Connecticut. I was like, here's the options. I'm like, I'm wearing this and this. Um, Say my boys, this one is tapered. Yeah, and then I actually, I actually got this U.S. The, this special edition guy that came out, um, the one that Ryan's wearing. One of the members of the Connecticut Toffees, which is a group I'm also a part of, because um, the Boston group is a little bit non-existent right now. Okay. Um, he was selling it, and he was here. So for forty bucks, I grabbed this. I mean, that's a good buy. Yeah. it's a clean one. It's, it's a clean one. Sure. Yeah, They're yeah. yeah. I'm sad I, I like this I one. I said I didn't buy one, pull trigger when I had the chance, but. All right, so Nick of the Connecticut Toffees slash the defunct Boston Toffees. We're going to have to get <laughs> our Boston Evertonians. We'll have to get that going again. But uh, give us your thoughts on the day as a whole and then, you know, the match, first match of preseason. Yeah, I think the day was great. Um, for me, this is my first, like, American gathering. Um, I've been over to Goodison once. I've seen Everton play at West Ham. I've seen them in a couple other was areas. Was it better than last night? Today? Yeah, um, yeah. No. Today was better. So, I am full disclosure. No. We ran into Nick last night. Things were kind of crazy. Nick was relatively calm and in control, relatively. but some other people were not. <laughs> After I left, uh, I was still in a little bit of control, but I'm in a better state of mind today. I will put it that way. Exactly. I will put it that way. Yeah. Um, we all woke up this morning at about 9:30. We were toying with going to the kickabout, and I was just like, absolutely not. It's a I would have. Yeah. I mean, I, I still play and like i played through college and i probably made a fool of myself today and it just didn't um but this is awesome i think it's cool to see this firehouse just absolutely jam-packed with evertonians i've met people from liverpool from california dakota north dakota everywhere um so for me this is a really unique opportunity and i know in the stadium we were outnumbered a bit but it's cool to see everybody kind of come uh come full and full and, and come to support and the people that are going on to minnesota and doing the whole trip, I'm a little bit jealous of. But um, as far as the performance, I'd say it's about what I expected. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know on the Discord I made a prediction of 4-1 Arsenal, so I was a tiny bit okay. off. But um, we'll take it. That's this is better. Me. This is better. Yeah. We didn't score, but I can't judge preseason too much. No, your think. point is good, though. Like yeah. The whole 4-1 point was a good point, yeah. and I think that listeners should know. I mean, that's not – you're not asking for results. You're like, okay, we've got to implement – some different things, right? So, yeah. I mean, good. I'm, I'd rather do that than trying. What are you trying to get results in a match right no. now? No. I think it, for me, I just wanted to see some sort of an identity of how we might play this season. Given the way we tried to play out of the back wasn't great, but I also think that had to do with the midfield two that we had in the first half. I don't think that combination will ever work. Um, but second half wasn't bad. Um, so I take it that way. We had a couple guys that showed out. It was good getting some younger guys on the field, like Warrington, um, who could possibly play a little bit of a role this year. Hopefully. How, what do you Hopefully. Think, how do you think he looked? I mean, he's in a two, right? I mean, this might be harsh, but I'd take him over Davies. 
So it's a little way, hard. Thursday, I absolutely stepped right on his toe, and I apologized who's, to him. Whose toe? Warrington. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're taking like the group picture. No, I, so I was like the only. I you like, literally hey, want to interview him. He looks at me. He's like, no one in America knows who the heck I am, right? <laughs> and he was a really sweet kid, and I absolutely stepped on his toe. I would blame him because he shuffled in my way, but I absolutely stepped on him. So, but, but I actually, you know, I'll tell you, that's a tough gig, right? I mean. Baltimore, you know, first preseason match, really. Um, we throw you in at a 3-4-3, three, three, and you're one of the central midfielders. Have at it, kid. And I, yeah. I, I thought he did okay. He looked like he belonged. I don't think he. you saw him out there and he looked out of place. I do think him I and agree. him and Gbamin were the better duo compared to Decore sure. and Davis. Um, I actually do close. agree with that. Um, close, but I do agree with that. I think... We had a little bit more fluidity in the second half, but I think overall, good to see some guys get out there. You can't look at this as a result. Arsenal is, as much as we don't like to say, it's still a couple classes above us, um, and we have an important three weeks ahead, and we need three or four in the door, and we need three or four out the door at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and, and to your point, though, like, it's a really good point. Like, I want to see, like, Everton playing with a sp- specific brand. Like, I want to see us building with an idea in mind in, in terms of how we want to play. I want to see our academy working towards the same concept, which is what we were promised about four years ago, right? We saw a little of that tonight, don't you think? We I mean, did. I agree. And I agree. And it's been rumored, right? 343 is, is going to be our thing. I and don't think. But it, it may not be. Out, but building out of the back might but, be, right? But ba- but based on our personnel currently, it may be, right? We, yeah, we yeah, have yeah, an yeah, abundance yeah. of CBs. Yeah, if you don't have, have the number six, have, right, what are you going to do? Exactly. We have we have central midfielders that we may not feel are our strongest um, suited to, to how we want to play. We have a couple players like Delhi, for example, that may not be playing in their strongest position without a holding six, as you said, in an imbalanced midfield. Right, which supports kind of a three-four-three with the wider players. Right, Patterson, Mikalenko, as we've stated, you know, maybe better on offense. Um, so it, it's an interesting conversation, but it's it, it's more about building the brand of football that we want to play, seeing how you know we want to implement our style for the upcoming season. At the same time, finding a balance between the fact that we've signed one free agent center back. Right who is probably not going to affect our, you know, on-the-ball play a whole lot other than that first pass out of the press. So, tonight, who did you not see, and what do you think that means? Because I can think of someone in Central Midfield. I didn't, I didn't see, see one see. Andre Gomez. Or our Brazilian boy. Yeah, Alan. Now, in his defense, he's been banged up. He's been banged up. Yeah, okay. yeah. so he actually did. Has like, he? Yeah, he did, like, semi-full training on Thursday, but he's not ready to play full okay. for sure. And Townsend's obviously still working. Sheamus is a little back yet. Yeah. I, I, you're right. That maybe that means something, but I, I have a feeling. Gomez I think, is a big one. Go, I think Gomez is, is going to be But he's been rumored as out, out, right? Like, yeah. Like Portugal, like teams in Portugal yeah, yeah, are yeah. like rumored. He wasn't even dressed. You know, be interested. Yeah. Is that true? I, did, yeah. I actually did not now, know he, that he had a He had a baseball cap on. Okay. I saw him in the green. How did he look? I mean, he looks handsome as ever. He's a, he's a handsome <laughs> guy. He's a good dude. Un- no yeah, hey, Nick, I mean, you're one to say it, bro. I, hey, you know what it is. I mean, he, I mean he's got the nice beard going. Show. Yeah, he's got a little nicer hair than me. A little more talented. Um, but you know, I, I respectfully hope he uh, he moves on. Yeah, agreed. And, and to Alex's point, like the point we've all been saying, like what we saw tonight, very like the the green shoots of like a new Everton identity right. under Frank. And it wasn't pretty a lot of the time. Holgate, look, we, we tried a lot of playing out of the back, a lot of really sketchy stuff. 
Pickford put in a few tough positions, Mina back and forth. Ended up hoofing it a lot, but there were a few times when we were able to break through Arsenal's press and, and get it up front. I thought, you know, Deli Ali, besides getting just viciously booed by the Arsenal fans every time he touched the ball, which he, he, I don't think he was super <laughs> impactful, unfortunately. Not really his best position. And, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, Ryan has been raving about how good he looked in training when he saw him the other day, but he, again... We're not going to hoof it long a lot, and so he has to be able to come back to the ball and receive it at feed, and, and yet and he, we didn't, I don't think, see him do that particularly well tonight. But it's it's a lot of it's a learning curve for everyone, and it's all part of you know the greater plan. This this is just a stepping stone. Yeah, it's a trick. I mean, if you're going to exploit that space in between a two-man midfield and the center forward, you got to pinch those forwards out or inside, you know, playing three-four-three, three, or or you've got to play a three. I, I really do think long-term Frank does want to play a 4-3-3, but Alex's point is, really, is so, the right man. one. There's not that guy. Like, even Alon, if he's healthy in offense, could maybe play as a holding player, but you don't want him playing that way defensively. It's not his thing. So I think until we really have that guy and we're comfortable with them, I think you're right. And I have no doubt, like Chelsea, you know, first match, whatever it is, I mean, it's 3-4-3, probably. Yeah. But I don't. That is not Frank's long-term thing, man. He played four-three-three almost exclusively at Derby and Chelsea. I could tell you, and just having some talk to some people, like the goal is to eventually four-three-three. But that, I appreciate that we tried to play out of three-four-three today. But I, I think Nick's got it right. I mean, the midfield combination is so important, right? If you're going to play a two-guy midfield, they better be darn good. And not only that, but you're playing like Niels and Kunku and Nathan Patterson one half, and then you're getting Mikolenko, right? Like we just Niels did... had an awesome back heel in training, James. Well, look, I yeah, you definitely can't say that. I want him to be good so bad, but he was like, I mean, I saw him, he went for a few balls in the air and was literally like four feet from. He looked lost anywhere near. Yeah, yeah he, he um, was out of his depth. Soccer. Every time soccer got on the ball, you knew he was going to take him to the end line and play a good ball in. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was that was it, and Holgate was Holgate. I think we saw the errant. Passes that we're used to. Godfrey even was shaky. Yeah. Um, what do you think yeah. of Patterson, too? I don't think I saw enough of... Like, I didn't really True. see enough of Patterson, so I don't think I can give a fair judgment of it. I, he wasn't one of the worst guys out there, but I also don't think he was on the ball enough to for me to have an accurate assessment of him. Um, he looks the part. I'll put it that way. He's a big, he strong, big, fast, man. physical kid. He did um, not look out of place. We I see that. that. And in a 3-5-2, in a you figure he would thrive as a wingback. Yeah, 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 um, that's yeah, yeah. his bread and butter. But... I, for me, it was just the first half in that midfield to DeCorey and Davis. It's like it was almost like they just didn't want to get on the ball. And then yeah. for me, like Delhi just wasn't getting on the ball. He wasn't getting opportunities to be on the ball, also playing a little out of position. And then when you have DCL up within no one within 30 yards of him, he's not going to square guys up and take them one on one and beat them to go to goal. That's not his style of play. And when we're playing hoof ball, kind of what has to happen. Someone's playing hoof ball today? Did I didn't see anyone from the back playing it. We're watching the same game. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Who are we? Anyone in particular? Did yes, you? yes. So for, for the record, at one point I turned to my shoulder. I think maybe it was Andy from Syracuse. Yeah. Turns to me, he's like, Holgate, hoof ball. I'm like, dude. It was like literally probably in the first two minutes he just launched one. It's like, okay. No, but he should be able it. to play in a three. Like, I mean, you know, he's yeah, athletic. Yeah. He could step up with Gary behind him. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I, I think the fair assessment, Nick, is the right one is to say the midfield was not supportive of it. You know, yeah. the shape wasn't there. Uh, even if those three guys, Ben and, and Mason and Gary, are there, they should be capable enough of bypassing a line or two. You know, but the most important part of that is the two midfielders. Yeah. And if they can't make themselves available or make a half turn or find space and 
And part of it's the wide guys, too. I mean, for real. I mean, you know, you, they've got to be able to find space, and so does wingbacks. But truly, truly, like, if you don't have an option down the middle, then what do you have? Then the other team plays you out wide, and that's it. Game's over. You know, there's no real threat there. Not really. That's also confidence. I think, like, you look at our center backs, and are they willing to play the ball into Davis and Decorey and so trusting true. them to turn and, right. and create space and get us going forward? And you could tell Mina's good on the ball, but he even was hesitant to play the ball into the middle in tight spaces where if you have a good, you know, good dual pivot eights, you need to trust them in tight spaces like that. Um, if you're on the wing and maybe you've got a triangle or some other numbers over there, maybe it's a little more safe to do that. But, yeah, you saw it. Like, they'd come back to the ball, and it's like, God, am I going to play it straight to him? Who does he have as an option, as an outlet, like the right back or the, the left center back, and that's it? Like, where's the wing back? Is the shape there? So and the one thing I will say about Frank is I, I've never been overly impressed in kind of his technical or tactics in the final third. But building on the back, he's been okay. So I'm sure there's a lot for them to look at. Yeah. He's given people an audition, and I think it's been interesting to see what we look like in Minnesota. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think Minnesota's going to be a big one. Alex, any final thoughts on uh... – Yeah, I mean, no, I just just in terms of personnel, right? Like, I, I think it's it's important to say, like, I saw Iwobi playing right mid again today in the 3-4-3. Um, so, you know, we, we've talked about it on the pod immensely – Obviously, Ryan, Ryan, and uh, Mac, Max got his jersey signed the other day, so I can't, I can't say too much. But um, I think, I think it's interesting to see him play to right mid. Maybe that's where Frank sees him long term. I don't know how good that is or not. I don't, you know, we talk about Delhi and how he fits. Um, maybe that's the same position as Iwobi. That is a big qu- where does Delhi? Right, I wouldn't right. hear from right. Nick. Where does Delhi right. fit? And, and that's a big question. Alex saw it tonight. James, we all saw it. Where yeah. does he fit? We don't I know. think silence is my is my answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not going to play in the middle in a in a three four three. No, he's so he's not an eight. And he's I think switch to like Gray started on the left. He's or he started on the left, and then they switched. In it's a perfect like, world, if we were to evolve to a four three three, I think him being the front of a three man midfield is probably where he fits best. But yeah. I also agree that's where Wobi fits best through the middle. And I know, yeah, I know <laughs> we could talk Ryan, about that for days. Ryan's but, like, thank you. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, it, it's, you're right. It's, yeah, it is it where he fits best, but I mean, but I the question is, do we have the center backs? I mean, excuse me, the center mids to support that, and we don't. No, we yeah. don't. Whether it's a Wobi, whether it's Delhi, we don't. I mean, a Wobi is more mobile. He's more like you know, he he has more stamina, let's say, to cover the pitch defensively. Obviously, we saw a right wing back than like Delhi does. So, how do you fit him in? Lampard apparently before before prior to the pieces you know prior to guys being added to the lineup sees him as right mid. I personally see that as a problem. You know I, I you know he performed pretty well last season. It's not as as well as he could, and I think that at that position specifically, it's not a recipe for success for Everton or for for Awobi. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's spot on, and I know like. Final thoughts for me, I think, event as a whole, it's been an awesome couple days. Um, it's been great to meet you guys in person, meet a bunch of people on the Discord and just a bunch of Evertonians from across the pond, from domestically here. It's been great. Um, but, you know, can't put too much stock into today. I think the one worrying thing is I think individually there were some people that have not progressed from last year with just some individual errors. Um, even Pickford, that first goal was on him, um, flailing his arms out in a corner kick, which we see too often. Um, but... Season starts in three weeks, which is terrifying to say. Um, but I will bite your arm off for a 10th to 14th place finish this year. Love that. In the words of our uh, esteemed 
owner uh, judge us at the end of the window, basically. So we'll just have to wait and see what we're able to do. I know that you letter. Definitely from, can't say that. That letter from Farhard went over like a lead balloon amongst the fan base, but uh, so we do digress. We have, do you have a last shout out from Nick to anyone? Yeah, Nick, you gonna uh, you got any shout outs? You want to? Uh, you kind of covered everyone. I think you got it all in the, the yeah. Connecticut toffees. Where do you guys usually? Where where do they meet? Is there so a- I have to give a shout out to uh, to Chris, who's who founded the Connecticut toffees. He's over in Denmark coaching right now in, a, in a, the Gothia Cup. Uh, coaching one of the youth of teams, him. yeah, unbelievable, right? He was, um, but he's from Liverpool. He actually coached my little brother when my brother was nine, and then we found each other online. And I think one of my tweets from a preseason game was put on ESPN Plus, and he like tweeted at me no and was way. like, "You're an Everton fan." And then he started the Everton Toffees, um, Connecticut Toffees. They meet in uh, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, at a place called the Shabine. Um, it's a growing group. They only met once or twice last year. I only go down there when I'm staying at my parents, but um, it's a good group. He's a really top guy. He's a goalkeeper as well, so we get along. But shout out to Chris. Um, thanks for starting the group, and hopefully we can keep growing it. All right, Nick. Well, thanks very much. It was great to meet you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it, and uh, safe travels back home, brother. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Moving on, this is Sean Kahn. Sean Kahn. The man, the myth, the legend. The conductor of the, the guy, Optimism the train. The guy that is stuck on my couch, <laughs> uh, who we had so much fun with in Florida, who has been such a good listener, and most importantly, the conductor of the Optimism train, my friends. Choo right. choo, the man. How are we doing, Sean Kahn. Welcome to the show. You know, I'm feeling very optimistic after this game. Uh, <laughs> you can't I, say that. Why yeah, am no, I yes, not surprised? Of course he is. Yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, right, the optimism the optimism train needs to start start anew, right? And, at, and I think the one key word that people forget is preseason, right? This is our first game, right? We've had our first practices the last week, right? So the team just kind of got together last week. So basically, we're in two weeks of training, right? We're playing the kids. Everybody wanted play to play the kids. The kids, man. Right? I love it. And I think some unavoidable things happened. Thank you. Uh, that we expected, right, in, in today. So, I mean, you put the lineup out, right? We could start out with that. Niels and Kunku, right? What did you think was going to happen, right? Some some nice moments with him in, the, in that play in uh, the first half where he took the ball, took a shot on Matt Turner, and True. and but he was getting skinned by Saka every single every, every single time. moment, right? Saka is a ball player, but he's right. great. He is. All right, but, but okay. What I really want to hear about is the optimism train itself. Like people don't really know what okay. that means. All right. Okay. So uh, th- this is a bit of a saga too. Yeah, it is. It is. It is, and it's yeah. interesting because I, I think every one of us at one point is thinking we're going down. Yep. But this man over here stood so strong. Yep. That's right. Sean Collins believed. The American yeah. toffee of all toffees. So in December, uh, basically, I think once really, I would say after the Watford loss, I think we were uh, in really bad spirits uh, because we didn't know where our points would come. And, and of course, somehow, some way, we got that win at Arsenal or against Arsenal, uh, the 2-1 win. But I swear to God, if you bring up the tie at Watford, we're going to fight. Hey, you didn't even the get the there flat. yet. Hey, I'm free. I am. Hey, I'm not scripted either like Thursday. So, uh, but, uh, uh, so uh, I think once Frank came in and once we lost to Norwich, I think everybody, I would say 95% of fans thought we were going down. But at the end of the day, I, I understand the justification. Everybody's views are valid. Uh, but for me, I never believed it. Uh, I thought we had enough. Uh, I also thought that just the injury crisis that happened, we would get the right guys at the right time. And uh, I think Frank 
was he the best hire out of the three? In my opinion, yes. Uh, and I think after uh, a few kind of moments, the the win, uh, <laughs> the the controversial FA Cup win against Brentford, uh, yes, <laughs> uh, was a great uh, fire starter uh, for that. And then, of course, the great three nothing win against Leeds. But I mean, at the end of the day. What a, what a kind of weird end of the season. I know Alex and I once uh, talked on a space of, I don't know if celebration is the right word when we think of kind of how the season went, but for me, I just felt like the team was resilient. And for all the kind of criticism the team got throughout time of just we cannot come back when we go down first, I think you saw glimpses of that as the year went on, right? I mean, you think of, like, let's say the game we lost at West Ham first off, right? We, we went one nothing down. We tie at 1-1, yep. and then we go down, and, of course, we lose 2-1. Um, uh, but, like, I just saw that, you know, you could see that even when we were losing – there was there was fight by the team. I know I'm not going to use the S word. Oh, uh, spirit! Use I'll use it. Yeah. Spirit. But, uh, Let's go. I think the one moment, just you know, in, in full transparency, I had a little bit of doubt was the Burnley loss. Yep. Um, and I think we all were in just absolute doom and gloom, uh, which uh, is how could you not have been at that? point? Yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, right. we're all human, right? I Staring think, into oh, the abyss. Could have been, except for Choo Choo. Yeah, there, man. Um, <laughs> the conductor. And, and so, but I, but I, even after that, I was just like. I think we have a chance, and for whatever reason, no matter what what Everton Football Club is, when the going gets tough against some of these teams that we have no shot against, we find a way. And to beat Man U, to beat Chelsea, to to come back and beat Palace, right, to get that valuable point at Watford, I mean, yeah, I think... uh, There it is. (laughs) Well, well, no, in all seriousness... Yeah, it's proven right in the end. No, 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 but, but Sean, like, you're making it sound like you're this, like... Oh yeah, everything's gonna be great. Then. No, but you're not actually not no, like that no, at all. No, it's kind of. I mean, it's no. not like there wasn't like some logic no. here, and I and, and your logic wasn't wrong. I mean, everything yeah. you were saying is fine, but I I don't know if it's is it the nature of Evertonians to think so, of the worst. So, I mean, so, and he looks very normal, and he keeps getting cards. So it's awesome. clearly he's doing something that's kind of nuts. But okay, we are where we are, and. Uh, Okay, choo-choo, train left the station. We, we we made it, and that's really good. Okay, so where does the optimism uh, train go from now? So I, I think going into this season, um, for me, I think we have a few shared views. So Yerry Mina, for me, is a keep, uh, and yep. I think you saw it today. I know you know we could say, hey, in all seriousness, wasn't a good performance. No, but no, no, I, no. Wait, but, wait, wait. but Yerry didn't have a but, bad But no, but yeah, but to say that Yerry was fantastic, um, I mean – so, and you you saw him leading the defense, right? So I think for Frank, what I took out of kind of today is he was making sure that the whole back line was going up, right? So especially as that ball got out, right? Just saying, hey guys, we need to make sure that no one's kind of le- leaving them onside. Uh, so it was good to see some ye- uh, leadership from Yerry, especially with kind of you know this first time of using Godfrey, Yerry, and and, and Holgate together. Yep. Um, so I think where kind of the frustration is going to come is where do the goals come from, right? right? Because DCL is looking very good, but once again, it was kind of a game where we couldn't really get in many service. Um, Damari is kind of – Damari's a frustrating player, and he always will be a frustrating player because he has these moment of, moments of brilliance, but to, to count on him consistently to do it game in and game out is going to be hard, right? So uh, – and then, of course, Anthony Gordon – you know, Anthony didn't play with DCL, but I, I have a feeling that Anthony's going to take a little bit of a step forward this year. Hopefully he works on getting the balls into the box, right, service, moving the ball, 
and um, just kind of being more of a complete player and not having to feel like he has to do everything to have the team succeed. Yeah. My only fear is giving him the number 10. I just hope that's just more of a casualty than anything. Uh, and, and, and not him just feel like um, he has, you know, this now kind of newfound power to have to do everything. Whereas we have a Wobi, we have Delhi, we have guys that are good on the ball. Right. And I imagine more times than not, these guys are all going to play with one another. So uh, for me, I, I feel like I feel like we still have a good team right now. Um, I know there's kind of a lack of goals. I know there's some questions there, which is valid. I do think defensively we should be relatively stout if we can keep our center backs healthy. And keep in mind, uh, Nathan Patterson, Maiko, uh, Maiko, you know, Mikolenko is a guy that I think defensively is going to help us a lot. It's, yeah. it's just the offensive end is is. But even today, I was I was liking a lot of the runs he was making. I think he was he was good in the attack and. And so, yeah, it's just more of just kind of you, you can't expect greatness from his passing ability, right? But he is going to make the runs, and I think hopefully with Ashley Cole, he works on some of the balls into the box uh, because at the end of the day, it's if we can get service into the box, we have DCL, we have rundown, right? So it's yeah. like we have guys that are good in the air, and, and so I don't worry about that. Where I worry is is we don't have kind of the mainstay on the wings that, okay, if let's just say Gordon's not having a good game, if Delhi, you know, Awobi, if Awobi is kind of off, we don't really have anybody else. We're, so that we're gonna have to kind of have, have like moments of luck, right? Or just a yeah. set piece goal, you know. And even though we have guys in the back that can score, that's just not a strategy for success. There's so just, there's just a couple missing pieces. There, yeah, without question. Yeah, like there's you put a, a guy in that six role, whether it's JPG, whether it's a new guy, yeah. and it just unlocks a ton of different possibilities. But you have to have. A guy that your your back line feels confident playing the ball into that can then turn and galvanize your entire attack. Because we have the guys, it's just that whole middle piece of do we just resort to hoofing it long to try to just bypass the midfield entirely like we saw last season? Or do we have a cohesive strategy? Do we have the guys who can receive the ball, turn under pressure, and play a pinpoint pass to a Deli, to an Awobi, who can then break forward and uh, score some goals? So it seems like there's a... Uh, a lot of work to do. And and the question, controversial question, I really want to hear from the group here, is was it a little quick to give Gordon the 10? Ooh. Because we have, co- we have covered... Uh-oh, Ryan picked up his mic again. Uh-oh. But but the point is, we've covered Gordon, his, his, his uh, statistics, his end product, or lack thereof, on the podcast. Um, I think... I'm not the only person that says, like, it was, you know, intriguing to see that he got the number 10 jersey. You know, I was telling my buddies, you know, United fans, Arsenal fans, like, I would be surprised if Gordon got the same amount of minutes this season as he got last season, specifically because... Oh, that's fair. Because because it, it's easily it's easily arguable that he should not have gotten half, maybe even the quarter. Actually, actually, I will say confidently a quarter Ooh, of the minutes. Spicy. I will say that. I will say it. Go. Um, Go off. A quarter of the minutes that he got last season. That's not crazy, Alex. I mean, you're just like not. thinking about young player talents. It's, it's not. Like, and and it's, it's, not right even, right. it's not even it's, – it, it's, it's past, like, his lack of end product, right? It is, it is what we saw prior to last season – Based on you know what we you know what we expected versus how, obviously how we ended up in 16th place, um, I personally feel that you know the Gordon at the 10 is a little dangerous for us. I I, I don't know that I like it. I I, I think well, it's 
I think it's a bold statement for a player that should not be starting significant matches for the Premier League for Everton. I don't think it's a crazy comment. So I, I want to know what you guys think about the 10, and then I want to share with you the conversation we had with Anthony because Starboy, as he was called, uh, you know, on Thursday came out, and, and of anyone, he was probably the most engaging one. Tom Davies is hysterical because yeah. we were talking about all sorts of funny things, and and Anthony came over and like he was the first one. Like of all the guys that came in, he was number one. And uh, talked to Matt, my son Max, who's 12, and uh, we had, it was really funny conversation. I asked about his hair, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, but I'm curious about. I don't care about the number, but a lot of people think it's a big deal. So but does Sean, that not signify? Well, his involvement. Well, I'm curious what our esteemed guest, Sean Kahn, thinks of such a thing. It, it makes me nervous. It really does. It uh, makes be, you nervous. It, You're it, the choo-choo optimism. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, but, you know, Draco Malfoy getting number 10 uh, for me. For, and, yeah. by the way, yeah. we all heard it in Baltimore as I'm yeah. staring at the stadium yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so for me, I, I just think he it just kind of goes to this narrative of just giving him all this pressure right does it matter though does it really matter it, well yes you, you i i think it you does think so, really i i think it does because also too wouldn't we want a Wobi to get number 10 right like i mean i know it's not just the number right but it's anthony gordon right and, and to me like you look at the last person he who should not be named that had number 10, right? He was kind of our creative midfielder, right? So is that kind of a passing of the torch? I don't know, right? But I, I just I don't like this idea that he is going to kind of potentially be an attacking midfielder where it's like, I want him on the wing, right? I want him sprinting, getting the ball in the box, right? Because he, when he does get his head up, he can serve a good ball in the box, right? He can. Yeah. And so for me, I, I, I just don't want kind of the same thing to happen again this year, just him kind of just trying to take over games when we have actual talented people that at the number 10 can be better than him. So Anthony and I, I we talked about this. Yeah. And we had some fun with it. He's yeah. a really nice kid. And uh, I asked him, I said, if you like playing the right or the left. Yeah. And uh, we're joking around because my son, Max, is 12, is not very tall. And I'm kind of tall. And I'm like, Max, you need to start to grow. <laughs> and Anthony laughed about that, and he was a really nice guy. But what he was talking about is when he came up, he was smaller, and he played inside. You know, he was more of a, an inside midfielder. And we're talking a little bit about, you know, the merits of him playing right wing versus left. And I, I, I told him, I said, you know what, I think you're a really good goal scorer. Like, I, I think you have such a good right foot. Like, what do you think about playing on left? He's like, it's true. He's like, it's true, you know, because you're – you're playing off, you're like, I have that thing I'm playing off yeah. of, you know, like, and, and say what you want, it's like Mahrez on the left, like, he has something he's playing off of. Right. It doesn't mean that he's amazing going the other way, but that he has that one go-to, and people have to respect that, you know? Yeah. And Anthony is tall, and he is fast, and he can strike a ball. Now, we didn't see a lot of that yet, but you see him in practice, see how well he strikes a ball. It's very pure. So... I, I mean, I personally think his future is probably on the left side. Uh, he was non-committal. It was very interesting. Yeah, you know, he's such a great attitude, right? You know, so I can't say anything about it. But like, you kind of wonder, like, a guy that can hit a ball like that. He's still young, though, Alex. Like, you made the right point. Like, do we I, I, need I to put that much for. I don't care about the number, but like, I do think functionally, I'd love to see him play more on the left. But yeah. we have no one on the right. 
Yeah, I think the pressure thing is, is a good point just because he, he's talked, he's talked about it. Do you think there's pressure, though? You've got the 10. Is there really pressure? Not, not necessarily with the number. Any not more with the than being itself. a local guy, do you think? I mean, no, what I do think you guys that's think? what the pressure is. That's what I think the pressure is. Self-imposed. You know, you, he does the blonde hair. He kind of does this like reinvention <laughs> of himself. Blah blah blah. By the way, I asked him about that. You yeah, know, he said. He, I asked him. Know. I said, Anthony, what is up in the blonde? He's like, you know, I've wanted to do it for a long time. I said, really? He's like, yeah. You know. So I said, what the heck? Yeah, so, yeah. So Tom and, and so Tom Davies are hilarious. By the way, they, they I think they were the one they were pushing. I'm like, do your thing, man, and then. Yeah, go for it, man. Go for it. Everyone's calling him Starboy now. It's totally yeah, funny. Yeah, let the kid be himself. Like, I, I think in, in some ways, you know, that can be liberating. So, like, you know, you saw with Dom and Tom, the Fashion Week, and, like, just being yourself, being able to express yourself is, is liberating. I just know that him, he felt so much pressure last year during the relegation battle, probably more so than any other player in the squad because of him being local and knowing what it means. So... I just feel like he puts a lot of pressure on himself to achieve for this club, and I don't know if the number ten like adds more of a spotlight to that. Regardless, he's going to have that level of pressure because every fan wants to see that kid as the centerpiece of this team for years to come. Yeah, I, I think mean, he wants to live up to that as best he can. Yeah, I mean to be clear, like I think it's it's easy to say like all of us want him to be creative, to, like, score goals, to take over for the uh, former number 10 that we can't name, right, like, on the uh, on the show. But at the same time, like, you know, the number 10, on the flip side, could be the number that spurs him on. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we can say, like, in our professional in our professional lives, I think, I, you know, I, I may be able to speak for, like, all of us when I say, like, you know, you get that confidence instowed, you know, bestowed on you, like, from your boss, and you say, like, Okay, this could be like this could be something like. Wait, wait, I, hold on, I, hold on. You mean you have to develop confidence? I'm confused. I, I I think that you have to be invested in in order to develop confidence, and I I think that like, you know the number ten so like you're not just innately confident. I'll I'm be the confused. first. I, I'll be the first person to say I thought it was premature to give Dom the number nine. I will be the first person to say it. So you're saying some people aren't just innately confident. That's right. That's right. Ryan's, Ryan's doing That's, right. Here. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm staring him down. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to know what else to say. I keep saying that's I right. I know but some I, people that might be. I'm giving, the, uh, Alex, I'm giving I, him the eyes. I think that's a great point, though. I mean, you know, giving Dom the number nine, and then he has that great season, right? 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 So, I mean. But he had, not, he had no reason to no, like, justify right. it beforehand. You're right. Did he? No. No, he didn't. And, no. and, and, and this is the point, right? Like, we, we have players that we really need to invest in. We have players that we really need to figure out how do we get the best out of them. Frank is a person that we have, like, argued, you know, is is, is man that can do the job. You know, the, the public feels that that is the case. Yep. Is that the case now? Let's see. Let's, let's see. Out. Like let's let's see this season and 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 you know I I personally feel it's premature, but we'll see. I think what's funny though is that it's almost like both viewpoints are correct because we both want the same thing, right? right. Because right. It, we don't want to give him to the number ten because we want to protect him, right? We don't want exactly. him to have all this pressure on him and have this feeling of hey, if you have a bad game, oh he has the number ten, like he's like supposed to be the creative outlet. No, that doesn't have to be the case, right? Uh, but on the flip side, okay. 
if you give him the confidence, right? If this right. really gives him the confidence, if Draco Malfoy being number the ten, <laughs> it, yeah, is right, that's yeah. fine. But yeah. what is the choo-choo optimism train thing's going to happen? The choo-choo optimism train. Okay, all right, I, that's okay. What all right, I all right. If, yes, if, all right. Sean, if you want predictions, all right. Yeah, we know you're yeah. objective. Okay. We know you're a reasonable it, human being, but I want to hear yeah, sure. from the choo-choo Absolutely. optimism train. Like, what do you think? Is he going to step in? And that is going to matter. I, I think I, I actually think he's going to have a good season this year. Uh, I do think that you're going to actually see some of these. He's not going to be deflection FC. Like it's it, it's going to the output is actually going to come on right. But not maybe maybe his goals and assists might end up being you know a five five season. But he is going to be somebody that you look at our current makeup of our team. What's his it, XA? Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't say that. <laughs> you look at our current makeup of our team. Like he is going to be playing a lot, right? Yeah. And yeah. he is. Go- and, and what I but what I do hope happens right when, when it comes to our future transfer business and I'm sure we could talk about this is let's just say I know everyone's kind of a little bit iffy on someone like Maxwell Cornet yeah. but the more people you put like that on our field the better somebody like Anthony Gordon is going to be because you're going to see somebody like I mean Damari Gray like we just need competition in those in, in those spaces but I I think also too the current makeup of, of guys we have. We're almost like pinching ourselves with like a Wobie and Delhi, right? Can we play them yeah. on the same pitch? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you know, and, and I know Gordon DCL, they, they can kind of, you know, work well to, with one another. It would have been interesting to see them actually play uh, in preseason. So I'm excited to see once we start getting back to England and, and playing some of those games. But, yeah, I, I think we need, you know, to, to, to Ryan's point, we definitely need somebody on the right. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that is a big, big need. Uh, I really want to. I really hope JPG gets a fair shot, uh, because at the end of the day, I don't trust us right now to to make our correct investment at the six. Um, I yeah. don't think it's going to come outside of England, and I think it kind of needs to be. Um, but I also, I, I am still hopeful of somebody like Connor Gallagher. Like I, I don't, you know, especially if they are not going to use him. And you look at what Chelsea's doing right now in the transfer market. I mean. Koulibaly's on his way, yeah. Kimpembe. I mean, so, you know, you see them kind of getting some retooling and get, getting some real superstars. And if that's the case, where is he going to play, right? Because right? Right. they still have a great midfield, right? Their midfield is not gone. So uh, I, I think, you know, when – I'm not going to talk about the letter because that's just going to open up another can of worms. But I do trust that we're going to do some sort of business – I don't know. I wish I had a crystal ball to say what that business is, but I do feel like it's going to be a midfielder. I do feel like somebody like Morgan Gibbs-White or one of those guys are going to come in, right? No matter what your opinions are, we need somebody like a Cornet, a Gibbs-White. You hope it's somebody cheaper and younger, but at the end of the day, I think we're at a point where we need guys that can play. Uh, The 24 to 25 range, I think we could be a little bit more flexible at years past, right? Because I think right now we're in a place where – we can't play games, right? We need to help Frank get the guys that he wants in um, because the last thing we want, right, and, and, you know, as optimistic as I am, is I don't want to get in a situation where in November, December, we're struggling again. And then yeah. Frank is once again because, I mean, we see the articles, right? 
Frank is probably the first, yeah, the first guy to, to be, you know, projected to be canned by December, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we don't want that to happen. We want him to break the curse of 18-month right. managers, right. right? I want him to be our long-term man- manager, right? Agreed. A- and I think, you know, for all the criticisms that he gets on, oh, he doesn't, you know, he's not a tactician or whatnot. We saw last year where once we were kind of, you know, that Tottenham game where we lost 5 nothing, right, where we played open, he changed things real quick, yep. right? Yep. And we became a pragmatic side, and we did what we needed to do to, 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 to stay up and win. And I think what, what that showed us, though, is that we do have the makeup of guys that can play certain formations. So I, li- I do like that even though, like, let's say we were a little bit lethargic today, we are trying a, a different formation, a 3-4-3, you know, wh- whatever it is, that, you know, hey, if we see that, like, if Frank saw something, like, let's, let's, let's say against Chelsea, right, because – you know, sitting back against a team like that, having counter, uh, having a Yerry Mina, a Tarkowski, uh, you know, even Keen, and winning balls in the air against the guys like that, maybe that's a, that that's a, a, a formula for success against certain teams, right? Sure. And so, I like that we're getting to a place that at least we're trying something new. We're not, you know, in a place that we're just static. Um, I just we need, we need a bit of different personnel. We need some fresher personnel, um, and I think that will come. All right, Sean. Appreciate the perspective yeah. here. Before we uh, let you go and we get in the car and, yeah. you know, whatever, we go back <laughs> to Ryan's place, give us uh, your overall rating on the day. What Just today, the match, the experience, I guess even the trip as a whole. So so I would show. say the day was a 10 out of 10. And I, I would tell you the week just in general was a 10 out of 10 because – I think what's so cool about Everton, right, is we have such an American contingent. And, you know, I'm just because I'm on your podcast doesn't mean I'm going to give you guys like <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate what you guys have done with the discord gunpoint. Right. Yeah, now. I know. Yeah. We are in Baltimore. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think last year we can all attest. Right. Florida was just this really good springboard to just have so much of us that have talked for so long to meet one another. And it felt like we were family. Yeah. Right. And and, you know, for me, like also, too, that is what helped me get to, to London and, you know, meeting Josh and right. Right. And, 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 you know, getting uh, friendships out of that. And of course, Ryan, James, you, Alex. And so uh, and then you look at kind of this, you know, kind of the non covid era, covid era um, to have like these events and then have, you know, kind of our our, our English brethren and, and sisters come down and. Uh, the Roger Bennett event on Thursday and then, you know, of course, uh, Ryan and, and, and so many lucky people getting to meet, you know, the players, yeah, right? How, know, ma- crazy, how many man. teams, how many teams can say, or how many fans can say that they got to meet, you know, their their favorite players, the right? The whole team, team right? And spend, and not only favorite just like say... players, what do you mean? Like... Alex Awobi? Uh, not my favorite player. Uh, so, so... That's his favorite player. Yeah. Don't let him say that. Yeah. So Max, I mean, sorry, Ryan. We have footage of your son, <laughs> audio of your son saying that you cried when hey, you met hey, Alex. So hold up, hold up. Hold <laughs> yeah. up. He cried. Who is the coolest guy to meet? Alex Awobi, by far. Or probably Damari Gray too. All of them were really nice, especially Frank Lampard. Why was Alex Awobi the coolest? Because your dad loves him the most. Yeah. Did, did Can you confirm if, if your dad cried when he met Alex Awobi? He got teary-eyed. <laughs> in, all re- in, all, in all seriousness, like, yeah. Americans don't maybe don't appreciate this, but they should. Like, the simple fact that, like, 30 years ago, if I was hanging out in Baltimore Inner Harbor, no one, there's no 
soccer jerseys on. Yeah. yeah. And my son literally grabs me on Thursday morning. He's like, oh, my God, Dad, there's Ashley Cole. <laughs> yeah. No, and he's right. I mean, that, that guy's a legend. Like, he truly is, other than Layden Baines, uh, legitimately the best left back of the Premier League era. Like, no doubt. Like, legitimate, right? And so my son is 12, American, 12 years old, grew up here, would even know who the heck he is. Yeah. And, it, I mean, literally he saw him. He's like, Dad, we got to go get his autograph, you know? Yeah. How cool is that, right? And he, and he was a peach, too, man. He was fantastic. Yeah. He was laughing. Max is like, my son, Max. Um, he said, oh, my God, I have my future, what, FIFA team, whatever. And he laughed. He's like, I heard I'm not that great at FIFA, man. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, like, are you kidding me? It's just wild. Is, yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? He's grown to such an extent. Right, but how cool is that? Like, you no, know, it really makes a big difference, yeah. so, James. And and I think um, it goes along with, like, kind of the hype around the Premier League and, and the club and – and I thought you saw it today, and it, it's cool, man. You know, it's really cool. I, I just think when you're at an event where you feel like time is just passing by so fast, yeah. right, and then you can – you look at Roger Bennett, of course, you know, the influence he's had. But to have a manager – and I know we've said this before – but to have a manager spend two hours at an event talking just basically to the fans, thanking them for, you know, everything that they've done. Did I tell you what Frank told me on Thursday? No. This is so funny. So, you know, Frank's coming out to shake everyone's hands. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, Frank Lampard's yeah. going to yeah, take pictures. Right. And I turned to him, and he was taking a picture with my son. And, uh, you know, I'm not really big on pictures. I only got one picture with uh, with. You're very uh, pretty. Alex Iwobi. Oh, Alex Iwobi. Keep calm and let Alex Iwobi handle it. That's so the heck with all y'all. It's going up. It's so gonna Frank was so charming. We're definitely going to bully him yeah. into posting I know, I know. Um, Frank was so charming and everything and, and really engaging. But but the whole point was, like, it's Frank Frank Lampard, yeah. you know? And um, and I just thought it was really interesting, you know, because, like, Max is there and he actually knew who he was. Like, you know, and I think he really appreciated. But uh, the whole point of the matter is that, like, that guy's an England legend. He's a national legend, international legend, right? And he's just coming down there and he's kind of acting like a normal guy. It's kind of like yeah. Everton kind of messed with you, man. Like, like you're he not a Hollywood it. guy anymore. It. You're you're an Evertonian. And, and like, and I, I do think that attitude, and you can tell he's like, so the comment I made to him, by the way, was like, hey, we went over the Chelsea match. <laughs> and he's, like, kind of looked at me and smiled at me. I was like, you liked that win, didn't you? He's like, oh, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so so that was pretty cool, you know? And um, you could tell. Like, he wants to put in his thing. But um, he's been pretty wise about it, you know? He's kind of like, I'm ambitious just like the club is. But he knows, you know? Um, he's bought in. He I mean, it, it, it's the perfect marriage, right? Yeah. Because at, even at the, and I said this at the time, we need Frank and Frank needs us. Yes. Right? Because at the end sure. of the day, if this fails... Sure. His his managerial career is not going in the right direction, and we of course weren't going in the right direction. True. So you know, for for both of us, that's why it feels so thrilling. And I think for us, you know, I I am, uh, and, and just you know, kind of reflecting back on the event. I mean, we have had I think such a great turnout, right? Yeah. You know, getting to meet everyone and getting just the just just seeing the passion of of course too from everyone for the first time experiencing their first tailgate. Right. Yeah, I mean, so cool, and that to me is always exciting. Uh, right. To like get get to, you know, of course, in college when we went and getting to see that. Uh, but then, yeah, getting to see kind of, you know, our English uh, 
friends and, and, and family getting to see them and, and, and just see how, how we operate on, and, and a tailgate. And I think we had a really good showing today. Uh, I awesome. think we're going to have a great showing in Minnesota. And uh, I think just my thoughts for the season, I, I think we'll be fine. Uh, I think I think once we kind of get our, our team together, I think the one thing we always start well, too, and I do feel like we are going to start knock on, knock on wood, I, I think we're going to get a result uh, at, at Chelsea. Or we're gonna at home against Chelsea. you yeah. at the end of uh, October. I mean, uh, yeah. August. Yeah. So yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Get ready. No, I'm just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. just, I'm just freaking with you. Messing yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I feel pretty, uh, pretty good. I'm hoping that we can kind of get out of our own way, and that, of course, hope that's always going to be a big hope for us. Um, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about our season, you know. And, and I think, I think we're gonna have some bumps and bruises. Uh, but I do think Frank is gonna make it the entire year. So that, that's. If I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I believe it. We need that. We I believe it. We do. We do. Choo choo, choo baby. Choo-choo. Sean, yeah. thank you so yeah. much, man. Hey, where do you? Uh, you're out of. Uh, yeah, man, who you repping, man? Dallas. I mean, well, you're not really yeah. from Dallas, yeah. but hey. No, I'm. Uh, I'm repping the optimism train. I so, love that. Uh, so, so. <laughs> right. That's DC. Yeah. We know. We've gone off the rails here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I've smelt it. Uh, so, uh, no, uh, I think for, for me, it's Coffee just. TV knows. Yeah. <laughs> all I want, uh, all, all I want is just, listen, this club's going to go through a lot this year, all right? Don't get too down, right? Especially in October and November, there's so much to play for still, okay? Let, let, let's not think that the fire is so, so big that we can't get out of it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Sean, who you representing? So representing the optimism train. I, I'm rem- well. I'm 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 representing the ATP. No, no, no. Let's go. Uh, yeah. yeah, we take yeah. that. We yeah. take oh, that. Still, Staten Island guy. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Bo- born in born and raised in Staten Island. Sadly. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, I live in Dallas. So uh, big. Uh, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas, represent. Texas. Where are you sleeping uh, this weekend? Uh, I am sleeping at the Williams household uh, on the Where couch. Exactly? On the couch. Oh, on the couch. Uh, uh, the the thermostat ranges from 67 to 69. Uh, oh, I turned it down last night. Okay, 60, 65 to 68. It's a nice temperature. I'll yeah, lie, I no. Lie. Thank so, you. So no, but I but I but I I have to say I think you know. One of my biggest highlights, of course, is getting picked up by Ryan at the airport. Um, <laughs> he has done an incredible job. I think you know. One of, also too, when the Toffee TV guys tweeted out that they picked Ryan up from the or Ryan picked them up from the airport, the comments were hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so <laughs> Ryan, good, man. I, I think if one thing, if I want the people to know one thing, is Ryan is different in person than he is on Twitter. So that's yeah. right. Great, yeah. that's good right. stuff. Yeah, it's the, it's the, I take offense to that. He's a top. He's a you top man. You definitely can't say that, Ryan. He's a great. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, guys. Friend, folks. yeah, he's, yeah. Right. And we are. Uh, I think that's gonna do it. For us on this segment. Always a pleasure. It's been a delight. Yeah. Sean, appreciate yeah. it, brother. And uh, till next time. All right.